Savior Jesus Christ. Isn't it great to be here today? Amen. Wow. Well, we've already had a good day today, and I am expecting to have a, uh, a blessed day and a good service. It's great to see everybody here. So I asked, this, I asked the first service today, how many of you have already contacted your mother and wished her happy Mother's Day? And not everybody raised their hand. So whenever I'm, I'm asking this, so how many of you have already contacted your mother for Mother's Day? Raise your hand. Uh, well, then you've contacted your... You, see, there's less people that's even done it in the second service. And I gave you all longer. I mean, well, I didn't give you longer. But you had longer in the day to contact her. Oh, man. But it is good to be, you know, to be here today do have a couple of announcements for you. I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to do this. Now, next Sunday at 1010, we will be having our year-end meeting. Okay, so next Sunday morning during the Sunday school hour at 1010, we will have our year-end meeting. So please come and be a part of that. If you are a member of the church, we will be voting for uh, district uh, delegates and for the uh, boards and stuff like that. So come and and be a part of that, uh, you know, so that's uh, going to happen next Sunday. Also, our youth are going on a retreat in about three or four weeks, and some of them still need some help and support, so there's some support envelopes that's available um, out in the foyer, so grab one of those and fill that out. If you are a teenager and you haven't filled out one of the folders to go to the camp, grab one of those as well. Our ladies are having a retreat, and your information and stuff is there. And we have a young lady that is graduating this year. So Hannah Thomas is graduating, and there is a sign-up sheet in the foyer uh, to, uh, for you to be able to come to her service on Saturday. So that's the 15th for that service. And then there will be a, oh, the service is at 1 Okay, um, uh, you know, so there's a sign-up sheet out there, so look at that. If you have any other questions, uh, you know, you can talk to uh, Ashley, Billy, or Hannah. Okay, one of those three to get all the information so that I don't mess it up. So please, uh, you know, be uh, mindful of all of those things. All right, but it is great to be here in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Amen. Let us stand as we go to worship and praise God this morning. Let us bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for this day. I thank you for each one that is here. And God, as we stand before you, we join together with one heart at one table, worshiping you, the one and true Lord. And I ask that you would receive our words of song and praise to you as a sweet incense this morning, as we glorify you in all that we say and all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? All right. Now, uh, for this first song, first worship song we're going to do, I'm going to need some participation from you guys so we can get the blood pumping, all right? So if we can, I want y'all to do this with me. Yep. We got to keep this rhythm, keep this beat. <laughs> Think we can worship and clap at the same time? All right. Let's keep that. It's so aimless, life fills in. Let's give worship. I wandered so aimless, a life filled with sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. The Jesus came in like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Here we go. And I saw the light. I saw the light. No more darkness, no more night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I was a fool, or just like a blind man. Just like a blind man, I wandered alone. Worries and fears I claim for my own. Just like a blind man that God gave back his sight. Praise the Lord, I saw the light And I saw the light, I saw the light No more darkness, no more night Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside Praise the Lord, I saw the light I saw, I saw the light, I saw the light No more darkness, no more night Happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Here we go, some glad morning. It's some glad morning when this life is over. I'll fly away to a home of God's celestial shore. praise to the Lord. We can have fun with it too, right? We come here to have joy and celebrate. So let's continue to celebrate how we stand in his love and in our fear. Nothing stands a chance. Neither does our fear this morning. Let's praise and give worship this morning.
darkness tries. When darkness tries to roll over my bones. When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own. When brokenness and pain is all I know, I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken. My fear, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Shame no longer has a place to hide. Shame no longer has a place to hide. I am not a captive to the light. I'm not afraid to leave my past behind. I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand. Your love, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. And there's power this morning. Let's sing it. There's power that can break off every chain. There's power that can empty out a grave. There's resurrection power that can save. There's power in your name. Power in your name. There's power. There's power that can break off every chain. There's power that can empty out a grave. There's resurrection power that can save. Power in your name, power in your name. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I. power of God's love is behind us. Nothing can stand before us. Let's praise how good of a father he is. It's how his love is for us this morning. Let's sing and worship together as we praise and give all of our breath that we have to him this morning. I've heard oh and I've heard thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night. 
that you're pleasing that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways. You all of your ways to us. You are perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of
and that his love is so perfect that it welcomes us in no matter who we are, no matter what we are. And I believe, thoroughly believe, that his love never fails. So this morning, as you know, the altar is always open because God is continually calling us to be in his presence. Continually through worship, through service, every day in our life as we're going to him, he's calling us to be closer and dearer to him. So you know these altars are open no matter what we have going on, whether it be something we praise or a struggle that we face. God is always willing and he is ready whenever you are. So this morning, as we worship, we give praise. Let's just give everything to him this morning. That we the end of yourself. Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the Precious blood of Jesus Christ, oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was part with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Let's sing, oh, what a Savior. Sing, Alleluia. 
Father, we thank you so much, dear Lord, for this beautiful day. God, we thank you for your spirit being here with us and moving in our midst. God, right now I pray, dear Lord, as we call out to you, God, that you would hear the voices and hear the hearts that cry out right now. And God, that you would hear those words. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that as they say those words, God, that your spirit would move in and allow them to feel your mighty presence. And God, let them know that you hear their cries. And God, not only that you hear their cries, but you are already at work in what they're asking for you to do. God, if they just simply need your presence and your touch in their lives right now, God, I pray that they would feel that and they would sense your moving in their hearts. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, again, we thank you and we praise you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. have a video that uh, Andrew's going to show you. Today is Mother's Day, and we want to acknowledge all the women we're blessed to know. We rejoice over you, for your strength, your wisdom, your strong love, beautiful faith. Whether today is a celebration for you or a day of quiet reflection and healing, we're thinking of all of you. If you gave birth this year to your first child, our joy overflows and we celebrate with you. If you adopted a child this year or became a foster parent, we rejoice with you and we want to honor you in your commitment to changing the lives of children. If you continue to struggle with infertility, we are hoping with you and holding your hand in prayer. If you are exhausted and feeling underappreciated for all you do for a house full of kids, we applaud you, we love you, and we appreciate you more than you can ever imagine. And if you lost a child this year to death or miscarriage, we weep and mourn with you. And if your child is lost to addiction or to the world, we hurt with you and we join you in putting our hope in the one who brings prodigals home. If you live with painful memories of your mom, 
We pray that you will find in a spiritual mother all that you never had from a birth mom. And if you're one of those amazing spiritual moms, we thank you for stepping up and being there when others couldn't. If you're experiencing an empty nest for the first time this year, we walk with you in this new season and are excited about the next chapter God has planned for you. If you're single, we celebrate your strength, beauty, and individuality, and join with you in praying for the desires of your heart. If you're a single mom and wonder if you have the physical energy and financial resources to raise and provide for your child or children, we want to help you, and we will. And if you're pregnant for the first time, we prayerfully anticipate with you the joyful birth of a healthy child. And to all the special women on this Mother's Day, rest and delight in knowing that we are thankful for you, and we celebrate each and every one of you. And we do. We celebrate each and every one of you. So I would like for all of the ladies in the church to make their way down. All of the ladies. All of the ladies. I know this is really difficult. Well, we have a nice group here. It is good to have each one of y'all here. We here, we do celebrate y'all, and we appreciate all that you do. Uh, if you do not have children that's here, that's okay, because there's plenty of kids that's in the fellowship hall that would love you to hug on them and love on them, and, and y'all are more than welcome to do that. If you have extra candy, I know that the parents would love for you to go ahead and give their kids the candy now before they get in the car. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that to them. But it is great to have each and every one of y'all here, and we do thank y'all so much. So the church has a gift for each one of you, and I will say, don't leave. Once you get the gift, I'm going to pray a prayer of blessings over you, okay? So take the gift and just remain here, all right? I was trying to. Let's bow our heads for this prayer of blessing. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, and God, we thank you, dear Lord, for each one of these ladies that's here. God, I pray, dear Lord, that as they go through this day, God, that they would feel your presence. God, that they would be able to rest in your arms, but God, that they would feel your joy because of you and their hearts and their lives. God, I pray that you would shine your face upon them. 
And God, that your blessings, your blessings will be poured out upon them today. In Jesus' name, amen. can gather around her. Don't sit on the altar. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Let me take this moment to, uh, to pray and to pray for the service here. So let's bow our heads real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, again, we want to thank you for your presence in being here. God, I pray, dear Lord, right now, God, that you would open up the ears and the hearts to hear what you would have for us to hear. But God, I pray that you would hide me behind your cross. And God, that I would say the words that you would have for me to say today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, today's message is, it's the beginning of a message that I have, I have worked on. Uh, I have preached this message, but nothing like what it's going to be like today. Uh, today's message is going to be on love, and it's going to be out of the first book of John, chapter 4, and we're going to be looking at verses 7 through 21, verses, or I'm sorry, verses, yeah, verses 7 through 21 out of the fourth chapter of the first book of John. Now, I say that I've worked on this. I, I've done this message, uh, you know, a long time, uh, you know, several times before on love, but this is the first time that I'm going to do it on the acronym of love. So we're going to take the L, and of course the L in love means love. The O in love is obedience. The V in love is victory. And the E in love is eternal life. So we have God's love for us. And if we love God, Scripture tells us that we will obey His commands. That's the O. And because we obey his commands, we have victory over sin. And because we have victory over sin, we will live life for eternity. Right? Okay, so there's love for you. So that's going to be the next you know, couple of messages. I can tell you this morning that I barely got to O. All right, so we're going to work with that one. So hopefully we'll get to O maybe a little bit further, maybe not. But whenever we look at this... There's some things that we need to understand because whenever I mention the word love, it's very difficult to preach a message on love because love is an emotion. And an emotion can change from one point and from another point. So you can be in love with someone today emotionally and tomorrow not be in love with that person emotionally. So it's difficult to be able to do this. If you look at Google or if you even ask Alexa, they will tell you that love is a feeling of strong attraction and emotional attachment. So it's a strong attraction. 
attachment. So it's a strong attachment or a feeling towards one another or towards something. Because you can be in love with cherry pie, right? Get get an amen? Amen, cherry pie, man. Who's not in love with cherry pie? If you're not, go. Cherry pie, you know, but see, you can be in love with that, right? And that's what's so difficult about this is, is that for us, for, you know, the Americans, for, I guess, the English, uh, you know, because whenever you look into Hebrews, there's actually four different words for love, depending on what type of love that it is. We just simply use the word love. I love cherry pie. I love my wife. I love the church. I love God. We use the same word, okay, to be able to use this. But in the Hebrew or in the Greek, there's four different words for love. And we know, or you might know them, okay. One is phileo, which would be the friendly love or the neighborly love. Then you have the eros or eros, which would be the... You love someone else, but it's not a, it's not an eros love, and it's not the phileo, phileo love. Scripture will also give us that there is a fourth one, which is going to be agape love. Now, I have a tendency to differ from this one. Whenever you hear a lot of preachers preach the message on love or agape love, we get the understanding that agape love is God's love, right? Agape love is perfect love. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, part B, it says, God is love, and all who live in God live in love, and God loves them. Okay? So God is love, God is perfect, God is holy, so God's love or God would be agape love. Now, the thing about it is, is that whenever we look at this, agape love is a love that no one can have unless they have God living within them. So it's not another language or it's It's a word for God or is perfect, for perfect love. So what you would do if you have God living within you, you don't agape love everybody. You still have phileo love where you love people as your friend. But because God is living within you, agape love is on top of a phile love which makes that perfect. So did that settle it out for you? Did that, do you understand? So there are those three words, but agape love will go on top of each one of those to make those loves perfect. So you can have a perfect love for your spouse. But the only way that you have a perfect love for your spouse is if God is living in you and you are loving that spouse through God. You cannot do agape love on your own. It's only with God living within you. Now, whenever we see this and we understand that John's telling us here 
that God is love, that is not a characteristic of God. John is saying that the essence of God is love. So every single thing that God does, he does it out of agape love for each and every one of us. Every single thing that happens in our lives, we still look back at it with the understanding and the trust that it happens because God loves me, right? But does that help us through our struggles? It's kind of like the, uh, the word, uh, you know, whenever uh, you know, people say, you know, all things work good or work out good for those that believe in God. There's some people here today that would question that. Right? We, we've had, we've all lost loved ones. Whenever my dad passed away, almost two years ago, May 4th, two years ago, we buried my dad. If someone would have came to me and said, you know that all things work good for those that believe in God. Well, how in the world is this good? I just lost my earthly father. It's good because God's perfect love never leaves us. The circumstance is bad. The struggle that we're facing is real. But you know what? If we continue to hold on to God's hands, His love will bring us through. Because it's who God is. It's His essence. So in other words, the sovereign God of this world that made everything, that created everything, that holds everything together, He does it because He loves us. Chapter 13 Verses 4 through 7, and part of verse 8, we look at this, and Paul is giving us the tangibles as far as an emotional response. Okay, so we have an attraction, or we are attracted, or we have strong feelings, compassion towards someone or something. And if it's love, And we're talking about this, and well, I'm a man, so I'm going to talk to you from the husband or from a man's point of view on this, okay? I don't have any other reference to give to to you. I'm going to give it to you from my reference. So let's look and see what Paul is telling us or trying to teach us about God's love. So it says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. Love 
will always last forever. So Paul is helping us to understand what this love, emotional thing, is supposed to be. How many of you are patient in your love? How many of you are patient in your love? I'm not. I know. I, you know. My wife's love language is that I just simply do things for her. She likes for me to wash dishes. She likes for me to take the trash out, clean the house. She likes for me to do those things without her having to ask me. That's, that's just her love language. Okay? So me... She's been gone for the last two weeks, uh, you know, up in the, you know, for our grandson, waiting on the other grandchild to come. So whenever she got home, did you see I vacuumed the floors? Did you see all of the dishes were clean? Did you notice I even made the bed? Right? I was not patient in getting her response. We do this. We do something we know what people like. For those of you that don't like, my love language is approval. I, I need approving words. That was a good message, Pastor, even whenever it wasn't. I accept that. Man, that was great. Thank you. But mine is, is mine is encouraging words, but something needs to come with it. See, if you tell me that was a good message, there needs to be something that comes along with it. I expect a lot of gifts this week. Man, did y'all not get a hold of that? Cherry pie, there you go. But see, we all have those love languages. And the problem with it is, is that sometimes we speak it, but we speak it for response. So we're not speaking it for the right reason. So that's not agape love. That's where I have taken this and I have moved into the place and I've decided that for me to be able to be gratified, I'm going to have to make sure that she notices what I've done. I don't know about you, but it irks me to no end. To see a commercial on TV about a company that has donated millions of dollars to support some type of food bank or something like that. Why did you give the money? Because you cared about the people that it was going to support? Or so that you could make a commercial so that other people would think that you're a really great company because you've given all of this money away? See, why do we do this? It tells us here, he's telling us, that it's not boastful. So in other words, those three different ways that we have to, to give towards missions out there with the baby supplies, the food for the pantry, um, and the, uh, the, the health care products and stuff for the missions trip. Okay, We don't bring those things in hoping that somebody sees me putting them here. So they'll pat me on my back and say, oh man, that's great that you brought that in today. 
Now, if they do it, that's fine. But if you're doing it to receive that, it's not fine. That's not the agape love that God is talking about or that God is that we should have within our lives because he lives within. Right? He lives within me. And if I am living within or through his love, then my love is agape love, is perfect, so it's going to be patient, and it's going to be kind. What about this one that goes down here a little bit further? And it goes down and it says, it doesn't demand its own way. How many of you have ever been on a date, and neither one of you wanted to choose where you were going out to eat? You got that? Where do you want to go eat? Oh, I don't know. You choose. Where are you going to go eat? Oh, I don't know. You choose. Right? It's it. How many of you do that? I really hate that. If, if I leave the church office to go to get lunch and I don't know exactly where I'm going, I spend 30 minutes trying to figure out where I want to go and I wind up turning around coming back to the church and not eating. We need to make a decision. But you don't want it to be your way, right? This is Mother's Day. How many of you have looked at your wife and said, hey, what would you like to do today? Oh, I don't know, honey. You choose. Okay, let's go here. No, I don't like that place. Oh, hey, what about us going to this restaurant? No, that's really not the one I was wanting. Pick, please. See, not having your way really deals with the fact that they're more important than you are. Whoever we're around, whoever we are with, they need to feel as if they are more important than we are. I said this last week. If there's people that comes to this church, and whenever they leave the church, they're like, oh man, that's a cool person. That guy was really great. Then we've missed the boat. Whenever somebody leaves the church, they should leave with the feeling and understanding that they're great. Man, they're, they thought I was the coolest cat. They like my shoes. They like my dress. Right? It's not me. It's not all about me. It's about you. You're more important than I am. So they should feel that way. But there again, in our relationships, we don't like to wait. We don't like to wait for the confirmation. Did you not notice that I did all this for you? You know, at least I see some people smiling. Love is not all about us. 
love should be about others. But love shouldn't be about what we get from it. I like this one here, but I don't really like it. It says that love keeps no record of being wronged. I can tell you the first conversation or the first fight that Peggy and I had whenever we were dating back in college some 37 years ago. Right? I, I, I see more smiles. Because you have the arguments. We all have the arguments, right? Uh, you know, we, we look at this and we think, you know, Jesus says that Whenever we sin, that he casts our sins in the sea of forgetfulness. He casts them as far as, it is, as the east is from the west to remember them no more. And we're supposed to live as Jesus lives, so we're supposed to forget those. But what we do is, is we hear those, and we stick them in our back pocket, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's going to be great next time. And we carry it with us. And then there comes a day that, hey, man, this is really good today, right? Look, I got this. Right? And we bring it back at him. Instead of allowing it to be gone in another fight. Have you ever heard that? Once it's brought up, it's done. It's, it's like this argument. You know, you're having this argument about what, you're, what you've been keeping in your pocket. Now you've brought it up. You can't bring it up again. Yeah, right. It, it worked good last time. But that's not the love that, that we're talking about here. See, for us to, to truly be able to, to love in the manner that God has truly called for us to love, we, we have to understand the depths of God's love. And in the depths of God's love, we have to understand that God is love. So that we go back to every single thing that he created, he created because he loved it. Or because he loves us. The earth that he created, he created because he loved us. He created each and every one of us in our mother's womb because he loved us. Every single thing that happens in our lives from the moment that we breathe our first breath on this earth to the last, it's because He loved us. It's because He loved us. Now the struggles that we go through, it's so that we can, lo so that we can learn how to love Him more. His love never changes. He is the cosmic God of gods. He created everything. He doesn't love you more today than he did yesterday. He doesn't love you more today because you decided to come to church than you did last week and you didn't come to church. He doesn't love you more today than he did before you received his son as your Lord and Savior. He cannot love you any more or any less than he does every single day and every single moment of your life. He can't do it. That is outside of his realm. 
in Psalms 57, verse 10. It says, For your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Can I tell you that there is absolutely nowhere that God's love is not. There is absolutely nowhere that His love is not. So whenever we think and we look and we understand what this is and how this is, then we need to look and understand through God's eyes that every single person that I meet, I must love them the same way. I must love them the same way even if they don't think or believe the way that I believe. I must love them the same way even if they will never receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because He is a cosmic loving God that His love knows no end. And we have to love that way. We are supposed to love that way. In John, in first, in the first John, chapter four, verses four through four, verses seven through twenty-one, says, "Dear friend, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love." God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friend, since God loved us that much, We surely are to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to the full expression in us. His perfect love is in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and have and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God has God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us. And we have put our trust in his love. God is love. All who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. But we will face him with confidence. Because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear 
Because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced His perfect love. We love each other because He loved us first. If someone says, I love God, but hate a fellow believer, that person is a liar. If we do not love people with people we can see, how can we love God whom we can't see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must love others or must love their fellow believers. But see, we love not out of obligation. We do not love one another out of obligation to God or to one another. We love and we love God and we love others out of pure obedience to God Almighty. Because God is love and if we love God, we will obey His commands. John 14, 15. We obey His commands because He loved us first. And because every single thing that he does for each and every one of us is love us. He loves us. So this morning as we close, I want you to see and to understand that God loves us because he is love. But because he loves us, we love others. We love others perfectly because of His agape love is in us. John said that He gave us the Spirit as proof. And that Spirit is love. The thing about it is, as Paul was writing this in Corinthians to a nation... That was really at war with the Roman government. See, Paul was writing this and Paul was telling us that even to the Romans, your love should be patient, should be kind. It should not be jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It shouldn't demand your own way. It shouldn't be irritable. It shouldn't keep records of wrong. It should not rejoice in injustice, but rejoice when truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It is always hopeful. It endures through every circumstance. Love will last forever. And that is the love that we take to the world. That is the love that we show to our fellow believers. That's the love that has to be in us. Let us stand. Today, this day, Mother's Day, God's love. 
in us of loving the whole world becomes perfect. Becomes perfect because it's His love that is given through us. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for the words that you have given to us. God, I pray, dear Lord, that each one that is here, God, that they would feel love, but God, that they would show love to everyone that they see today. In Jesus' name, amen.